that we should lie is the faithful God, is the God whose words can be relied upon. And he is the reason for our living, he is the reason for our existence. I want to welcome every one of us to this Bible study session, session on the cross of the Lord, where he has illuminated our understanding by his Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we bless you, we give you all the glory, we give you all the praises. We thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for sustaining us by your word and by your daily provisions. Lord, as we have come together once again to learn at your feet, we pray that you will enable us to have that heart that is receptive to your word and that will retain the truth being communicated by your spirit. And Lord, that you will enable us by your grace to walk in the truth that your word is communicating to us. Father, we yield ourselves afresh to you, and we ask that you will come and indeed fellowship with us, and your spirit will yet guide us. Father, we worship you. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Alright, we're still on course in our lives big questions series. We're looking at life's big questions. And uh, it's about the fact that in life there are many questions that come to us about life, about living, about God, about man, about so many things. And we want to see how God can help us to be able to have clear understanding and scriptural perspective to some of these lives big questions. We first handled the first question that we dealt with, which has to do with why does God allow suffering? Why does God allow affliction? That was the first life's big question that we treated in this series and we were able to have some uh, scriptural perspective and understanding as to why we are suffering, why we have affliction and what our response, our attitude should be and what God intends to bring out of all of it. The second life's big question that we look at is what is truth or what is the truth? what constitutes the truth. From God's perspective, from scriptural perspective, and how God will want, to, will want us to relate to the truth as it is being communicated to us by God and by His Word. We've also looked at that second life's big question. You know, for so many people, different human, I mean, individuals, from different parts of the world, different walks of life, they see the truth from different perspectives. But then we've been able to look at the truth from God's own perspective and the way God wants us to look at the truth and how He wants us to relate to the truth and then what the truth is meant to achieve in our lives. So we look at first in the light of this big question series, we look at why does God allow suffering? Then number two, we look at uh, what is the truth? 
Now the third question that we're trying to deal with and trying to seek understanding, you know, from the scriptural point of view, is about paradise, about life after death, or is there life beyond death? All men will agree that we will all die one day or someday. Even if you don't agree, you can see the facts on ground that as far as this earth is concerned, no man lives forever. Is anybody following me? That as far as earth is concerned, at some point you will grow old and you will die. And at some point, even if you don't grow old to a very uh, ripe old age, death comes at some point either to the young or to the old, either to the black or to the white, either to the man or to the woman. Death comes at some point. So the reality is that we will all die at some point. But then, many times ask the question, is there really life after death? What happens after death? Does life continue? And is there a place called paradise? And that is what we're trying to deal with at this moment from scriptural perspective. And I trust that the Lord will give us understanding as we go through this series, I mean this uh, subtopic in the series of life's big questions. Now, let's look at the scripture, Luke 23 and verse 39 to 43. We're looking at what is paradise, what happens after death in life's big question series. Let me hear that louder again. Then one of the criminals. Now this, let me give us the background to this story. This was when our Lord Jesus Christ was being nailed to the cross, or he has been nailed to the cross, he crucified, was being crucified, you know, and um, crucified with our Lord Jesus Christ, or nailed to the cross by his right and by his left, where two individuals that were, were told were thieves. They were criminals. They had committed a whole lot of crimes such that the law would not allow them to live again. And so they were being nailed to the cross to be crucified, to die, you know, by death on the cross. And one by the right of our Lord Jesus Christ, another by the left of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the conversation ensued at the point of death. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, a question about paradise, a question about life after death, you know, came up as they were on the cross. A conversation ensued, and that brought about a revelation, praise the Lord. It brought about a revelation of the possibility of life after death, and so many other things. Can we continue? Now, the thing by the left hand side of our Lord Jesus Christ started to insult him, started to speak in very, very 
abusive manner, amen, saying all manner of things against our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, yes? Aren't you the Messiah? Do what? Save yourself and us. If you are indeed the Messiah, then save yourself and save us. He was questioning, you know, the resigning status of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was questioning the ability of our Lord Jesus Christ to save. He said, even if you are the Messiah, then save yourself and do what? And save us, yes? For the others answered, rebuking him. Now, it was now his colleague, by the right hand side of our Lord Jesus Christ, who replied him, Praise the Lord. He replied him and rebuked him, corrected him, yes? Rebuking him, don't you even fear God? Say, don't you what? Even fear God. Don't you even fear God? Praise the Lord. Now that 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 comment made by that team on the left hand side of our Lord Jesus Christ was a comment that was lacking in the fear of God. No reverence for God. No acknowledgement of the person and the authority of God. Now the team by the right hand side said to the one on the left of our Lord Jesus Christ, said, Don't you fear God? Yes. Since you are under you are undergoing the same punishment. You are undergoing the same punishment. We are punished justly. We are being punished justly. Because we are getting back Because we are being given back what we deserve. For the things we did. For all that we did, for the wrong things that we did, yes. But this man has done But as for this man Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Imagine a criminal knows. Who a righteous person is? Is anybody following? A criminal knows who a criminal is. Is anybody following? Is that totally his colleague, the team by the right, by the left hand side of the Lord Jesus Christ, look, you don't even have any fear of God. We are being justly crucified for crimes that we have committed. But this man, Jesus, he has done absolutely nothing. Yes? Then he said. Then he said. Jesus. Jesus. Remember me when you come into your life. So the team by the right hand of our Lord Jesus Christ said, Jesus, do what? Remember me. Remember me. When you come into your kingdom. When you come into your kingdom. He believes that after death, there is a kingdom coming. Praise the Lord. He believes in a coming kingdom that will take charge, that will outlive all other kingdoms for all eternity. The chief by the right of our Lord Jesus Christ, even though he was a criminal, he has this belief that Jesus Christ represents a kingdom that will reign forever. Praise the Lord. Say, remember me in your kingdom, yes? And he said to him, Jesus Christ replied the tea by the right hand side, who was revoking the one on the left hand side, and who was requesting that the Lord will remember him in the 
his kingdom, Jesus said this to him. Yes? I assure you. So when we talk about paradise, we're talking of a place of happiness 
a place of rest after death. And that is what you see in the book of Luke chapter 23 and verse 43 when Jesus Christ said, Today you will be with me in paradise, which is supposed death. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So at times also paradise is seen as the place of the glorified spirits. That is, the spirit of those who are, who, who are followed the ways of the Lord. The spirit of those who were righteous, the righteous of the Lord, who followed the ways of the Lord and then they died. It's the place where their spirit goes after death. Praise the Lord. So it's a passion word and so a passion origin. And at times the word Eden is sometimes used. And when you look at Eden, you know, as a form of paradise, proud to the form of man, it's an orchard of pleasure and fruits, a garden or pleasure ground. A garden or pleasure ground. And let's look at some other uh, places where the word paradise was used. Let's look at um, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 to 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 to 4. So the first place where we saw the word paradise used was in the conversation between our Lord Jesus Christ and the two thieves, you know, that were with him on the cross. One to the left, one to the right. It, it is necessary to boast. That was Paul the Apostle speaking. It is not helpful, but I will move on to me. It is unnecessary to boast, it is not helpful, but I will move on to vision. I will move on to vision and revelation. Now, here Paul the Apostle was given a vision of paradise. Praise the Lord. A revelation of paradise. Yes. You know, in the other place we read, it was in the place of a conversation. Is that right? In this place, is in the place of what? A revelation. Yes? And revelations of the Lord. I will move on to visions. I will move on to revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ. I know a man in Christ. Take a note. A man in who? In Christ. Yes? He was caught up into the third heavens. 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Now, whether this revelation was while it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. It is only God who knows because it's not with these revelations. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. He was caught up to where? Now, what was the first word or the first phrase he used? Third what? Heavens. Third what? Heavens. That was the first phrase that our Paul the Apostle used when he was trying to talk about paradise. Then he went on to say the person was caught up to where? To paradise. And when he was 
And so it is for the one who fails to fulfill his promise. This is an evil in all that John understood. Yes. There is one faith for everyone. There is one faith for everyone. In addition. Yes. The acts of people are full of evil. Mm. And madness is in, the, in their hearts. While they, after that they go to death, but there is hope for whoever is joined to his own living. Since a light dog is joined with all living, since a light dog is better than a dead light. Praise the Lord. Now, the, 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 the import of this scripture that we just read, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 24, is the fact that death is common to all. The good man will die, and the bad man will what? Will die. And that is what we saw even upon the cross when we had that conversation between our Lord Jesus Christ and then the thief. Then the number two lesson we need to learn and number two point we need to bring out of this conversation on the cross is the fact that there are two parts after that. There are two parts along which men will go after that. Two different parts. Now you discover when the Lord said to the thief by his right hand, and he said, Today you will be with me in paradise. What do you think will happen to the one on the left? What do you think will happen to the one on the left? At least he will not go to paradise. That's the, that's the import of the statement of our Lord. So it means that post death, there are two destinations and two paths. Along which men are bound to found up themselves. And it's also our own making. You, you remember the story of Lazarus and the rich man? Do you remember? Luke 16, 19 to 31. The two of them met themselves at two different ends after death. True or false? So that's one other reality post death. There are two different destinations. There are two different paths along which men will go eternally. Now, number three lesson that we need to learn from this particular story or from this particular conversation. Your acceptance or rejection of God's truth determines your destination after death. Your acceptance or rejection of God's truth before death is what determines your destination afterwards, after death. When you look at the team by the right and the team by the left, the team on the left was so insulting uh, in, in, in and um, ungodly, if I have to use that word. He was, he was speaking in such a manner that was devoid of any reference for God or anything godly. But he was speaking. Said, oh, you call yourself the Messiah. Okay, why not save yourself? And save us, if indeed you are the Messiah. But you look at the statement of the man by the right. He said, why are you talking like this? You yourself, you know that we are being given the 
kind of treatment we deserve because we've done a whole lot of bad things. We're criminals. But as far as this man is concerned, he's not done anything wrong. And one statement that that man made made a whole lot of difference. He said, Jesus, remember me in your what? In your kingdom. He accepted who Jesus Christ is. Are we together? He accepted all that Jesus Christ has come to accomplish. He accepted the truth about who Jesus is, what he has come to do, and the Father he will still come after. And so, that made a whole lot of difference. Your acceptance or rejection of God's truth determines your destination after death. Romans 10. Romans 10. With the heart, one believes. Resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, one confesses. So, with the confession of that teeth, by the right hand of our Lord Jesus Christ, he got salvation. Praise the Lord. He got salvation. He believed in his heart that Jesus is the Messiah. The other one was saying, if you are the Messiah, are you sure you are the Messiah? Are you really the Messiah? save yourself and save us. But in spite of what the Lord was going through, the man by the right hand acknowledges the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. And by that confession, and by the belief of his heart, he got salvation. And so, your, your acceptance or rejection of God's truth is what determines your destination after death. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Let's read Matthew 12, 37. Matthew 12, 37. For by your words, by your words, you will be acquitted. You will be acquitted. And by your words. Now, the law of man, listen, the law of man condemned that man to death, isn't it? Hello? What condemned that thing to death? The law of man. But the law of God did what? Acquitted him by his confession. Are we together? By him acknowledging first his own error, acknowledging his own sin, acknowledging his own unrighteousness, and then accepting the righteousness of God that is in Christ Jesus. Is that all right? Please read that thing again for me. For by your words, for by your words you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. Is that what happened with this? Hello? One was acquitted, the one, other was standing what? Condemned by his own confession or by his own rejection of the Messiah. And the other one by the acceptance of the Messiah. So your confession matters. Your confession does what? It matters. Let's quickly go back to Hallelujah 23, 42 to 43. Your confession matters. What you confess about God, what you confess about Jesus, the Messiah, matters a whole lot. It can be the dividing line between paradise and what is not paradise. Praise the Lord. Then he said, Then he said, Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me when you come into your what? Kingdom. 
That was his confession. So your confession matters. Yes? And he said to me, I assure you, I assure you today, today, you will be with me where? In paradise. Now, from that same conversation, we can conclude that paradise is a reward for accepting God's ways. Can we make that conclusion? Hello? Can we make that conclusion? The paradise is what? Is what? A reward for those who does what? Accepts God's ways. Now, there are other scriptures we can look at for which, from which we can learn the whole law about paradise. You will get to realize the fact that paradise is actually the place where the spirit of those who have accepted the ways of the Lord, who are the righteous of the Lord, goes before the resurrection of the body. Are we together? Do you get that? Do you get that? Paradise can first be seen as a place that the righteous goes, the spirit of the righteous goes post-death, before the return of the Lord, during which we will have the resurrection of what? Of the body. I don't know if anybody gets that. It is out there, you Can we make that conclusion from this first episode of the encounter on the cross? Do we, do we get that? Huh? Okay. Now let, let, let's read a few of So, paradise is a place of blessing where the righteous go after death. The word paradise is usually used as a synonym of heaven or for heaven. So, at times, you, the word paradise is used as a synonym for what? For what? Don't forget, when Paul was talking, he said he was talking to somebody was talking to where? The third heavens. Is that right? And he was making reference to paradise. Conclusively, when he was concluding, he stated about that revelation, about the person who was talking. He said the person who was talking to paradise, where the person heard what? Things that are, you know, beyond human, you know, comprehension or understanding. Let, let's look at a few other things said about paradise. One other thing you will discover about paradise is that conversations go on in paradise. Is that alright? Can we say that? Paul said the man heard. Is that alright? He heard peace. So conversation can ensue in where people speak or you can hear in paradise. Conversation goes on there. Is anyone aware? From what we read. Now, if we were to take Abraham's bosom to me in paradise, is that alright? You would agree that conversation occurred. Is anyone following? There was what? Conversation. Abraham was on this side. Um, Lazarus was with him. Then the rich man was on the other side. And there was a conversation across. Is anybody following? May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. But based on 2 Corinthians 12, from verse 1 to 4, conversation occurs in where? In paradise. Paradise is not just a place of blessing, conversation occurs there. Praise be the Lord. It's a place of bliss. It's a region of supreme felicity or delight. It's a, it's a, it's a place of bliss. A region of supreme 
felicity or delight. It is heaven, it is the blissful, the blissful seat of sanctified souls after death. Now let us read a few other scriptures. You can call paradise heavenly arena. What do I call it? So it's a heavenly what? Arena. If you look at it, it's, it's heavenly. Now, Paul the Apostle said, Tall heaven, paradise. Is that alright? Is that alright? So from the picture we've seen, it's a blissful place and it's for the righteous of the Lord. Their soul, I mean, their spirit goes there post death. Is that alright? And it's very peaceful, it's peaceful, there is, there is, you know, harmony there, and so on and so forth. Now, there is also a key of life right in paradise. From what the Lord Jesus Christ said, why he was given, you know, those words to John in the book of Revelation. Revelation 2 7, quickly read for me. There's a tree of life there. You remember the garden of Eden? How many trees were there? I mean, there are a whole lot of tree, trees, right? But there were two specific trees, I mean. There were very, two very, very important trees of great significance. What are those trees? Eh? Eh? The tree of life, and the one that has the knowledge of good and evil. Now, Adam and Eve ate from the one that has to do with the knowledge of good and what? Evil. For when the Bible says, the day you eat of it, you will what? You will die. But there is a tree of life that God did not allow them to have access to. Do you remember that? So, in the way they talk about paradise, you can also look at Eden prior to the fall of man. Is anybody following? Are you getting that picture? Don't forget, we said that from, from, from the root meaning of the word power, it means the king's garden. The king's what? Garden. The king's garden. So, there is a tree of life in paradise. Conversations occur in paradise. It's a place of bliss. It's a place of peace. It's a place of rest. Only for the righteous spirits of those who have accepted the ways of the Lord. Revelation 2 7. Can we read it again? Anyone who has an ear. Anyone who has an ear. Should listen to what the Spirit says to the church. Should listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. I will give the victor the right. I will give the victor the right. To eat from the tree of life. So in the impact, to eat from the tree of life, yes. Which is in the paradise of God. Which is where? In the paradise of God. A man by the name C.S. Lewis wrote a book, Paradise Lost. And he gave a description of what paradise looks like. But his description, well, paradise, you know, his description is, is as man is concerned, he did his best. Of course, C.S. Lewis was a man who didn't believe in God before, but later God born again. I started to walk with God, and it was mightily used of God in great writings. And so he wrote the book Paradise Lost and gave it a, a picture and description of paradise. But his, his description is a child's play 
compared to what really, really paradise looks like. As we will see a few other scriptures in the Bible that talk about, you know, giving, giving us a description. Is that all right? A description of how paradise looks like and a few things that you are likely to experience. Let's look at um, Revelation 22, 1 to 5. Revelation 22, 1 to 5. Then he showed me the river of living water. Sparkling like crystal. Flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Mm. Down the middle of the broad street mm. of the city. Mm. On both sides of the river was mm. the tree of life. Now, on both sides of the river, what do we have? The tree of life. Isn't heaven going to be beautiful? Is everybody following? A, a river of life flowing from the throne of God, clear as what? As crystal. And, and flowing into the street. They call it broad, the broad street, not the one in New York City. Praise the Lord. The process in heaven is more beautiful and glorious than the process in New York And then on either side of the street were the trees of what? Of life, yes. Bearing twelve kinds of fruits. Bearing twelve kinds of fruits. Can you hear that? Yes. Producing its fruit every month. Producing its fruit every month. Have you said that before? Hello. Have you said that produces fruit year round? Every month. Every month. Please read on. The the leaves of the trees are for healing the nation. The leaves of the tree are for the healings of the nation. And there will no longer be any curse. There will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be where? In the city. In the city. Paradise. Yes. And the servants will serve him. And the servants will serve him. They will see his face. They will see his face. And his name will be on their forehead. Night will no longer exist. Night will no longer exist. And people will not need lamp lights or sunlight. People will no longer need lamp lights or nepal light or sunlight. Because the Lord God will give them light. Because the Lord God will be the light himself. And they will reign forever. And they will reign forever and ever. Take this one for today. The last one I want to say about paradise and then we will read the last scriptures when we meet again next week. Jesus' presence will be there. The presence of Jesus is in where? In paradise. His presence is there. His presence is there. Luke 23, 23. He said, you will be with me where? In paradise. Not that I will be with you there. So his presence is there. Is anybody following? John 14, 3. John 14, 3. John 14, 3. John 14, 3. So they say, yes. If I go away. If I go away. And prepare a place. Now this was Jesus Christ prior to his death on the cross, telling the disciples what will happen and what he will do. Yes. If I go away. I am going to prepare a place for you. I will come back and receive you to myself. To myself. 
prospects, immediately prospects for those who are God's own children. He can also mean heaven. Like we have said, at times we use, you know, the word paradise, you know, interchangeably for what? For heaven. It's an heavenly arena. Is that right? And then ultimately, when you are with God, it's like you are in paradise. We will read Isaiah, we will read somewhere in Ezekiel 2 that will give us all the picture of what paradise looks like. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Shall we bow down our hands to pray? Just want to talk to you as a father. I don't want to miss that place or place. Happiness and rest. He made it a promise to those who will accept him and who will believe that his kingdom will yet reign for all of eternity. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss paradise. I don't want to miss heaven. Post death. Oh, I will be one of those who will partake of the tree of life. Talk to God. I will be one of those who will partake of that tree. What a beautiful tree. What a wonderful tree. A tree that produces fruit every month and produces 12 kinds of fruit. That's why I said, Father, I thank you because you have a very glorious place awaiting me. You have a glorious place awaiting me. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. But take note, before you eventually get to that heavenly paradise, God can give you a paradise on earth. Do you hear that? God can give you what? Paradise on earth. It tastes a foretaste of what? Glory. You can have a foretaste of paradise on earth. May God bless all of us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Alright. So, we'll continue next week. We're still going to continue with the subject of judgment, is that alright? And resurrection.